Welcome to Courageous Parenting Podcast, a weekly show to equip parents with biblical truth on raising confident Christian kids in an uncertain world. Hi, I'm Angie from Courageous Mom. And I'm Isaac from Resolute Man. We've been married 19 years and have seen the fruit in raising our eight kids biblically based on the raw truth found in the Bible. We can no longer let the culture win the hearts of children. Too many children from Christian families are walking away from the faith by age 18, and it doesn't have to be this way. It shouldn't be this way. Join us as we start an important conversation about effective parenting in a fallen world. Welcome to the Courageous Parenting Podcast. We're so excited for this episode. Oh, this yeah. This is a first, isn't it? This is a first. We're going to be interviewing our good friends. Aaron and Jennifer hey. Smith. Hey. <laughs> and they are best-selling authors. Yeah, and, and they uh, have a new book coming oh, out that so we're going to be talking about. Yeah. But we're going to ask them some more personal questions today. And we're excited for you guys to get to know them. We love them because... We've been in fellowship with them and friends with them for a few years now. But. So we should ask them a couple questions maybe they haven't answered before. Ooh. Oh. Okay, so first one as an icebreaker, what is your favorite date night? So personally, I just like going to my favorite restaurant and getting a steak. Uh, <laughs> That's mine. Let's see. I, I actually like the same where it's just low-key. Mm-hmm. As long as we get to talk yep. and um, enjoy our time together. Yeah. That's that's my ideal. It's case. simple. We usually go to the exact same place. <laughs> yeah. Although when summer, Sit in the same booth. <laughs> when summer comes, I do like to get a little bit more creative and and you know, go do adventures and go stuff. Go do adventures yeah. and stuff. But rarely you let us barge in, right? Sometimes that was actually one of our favorite dates we went on. That's right. So if you want a really good date, you just invite Isaac and Hannah over. Bring us too. Yeah. That was really fun. We like to double date. Yeah. And then another icebreaker question might be, okay, so how do you bring out the best in your spouse? Hmm. Um, I'd say, well, Aaron's really good at leading us through the word of God and just reminding us on a daily basis to walk in the spirit. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think just together that it's a pretty equal, always reminding each other like, Hey, are you walking in the spirit right now? Not probably. <laughs> so uh, we're constantly reminding each other to, to mm-hmm. just be walking in the spirit, to not give into the flesh uh, when we're emotional, when we're frustrated, when we're stressed, especially during parenting. Um, yeah. Seasons. Be or, patient. Yeah. Be patient. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Well, what I appreciate about you guys is you're so transparent about your own lives, your own marriage, and that has helped literally millions of people. Mm-hmm. And I think that is just incredible. Well, that's crazy to think about. Yeah. It, <laughs> I mean, crazy. it's true. It's true. And I love your humble spirit too. And we're going to dive into some really good questions that I think will benefit a lot of people. But we want to also share about the book too. That's right. So why don't you guys tell us a little bit about the vision behind Marriage After God? Okay. So um, it started when we decided to say yes to something that we felt like God put on our hearts. And that was to um, have a, a, a gathering, a place where people who had been following us online could come and meet us face to face and we could encourage them. Mm-hmm. And we called it the Marriage After God Gathering and we prepared for months for it. And we had this outline of what you know we wanted to, to speak about during our sessions together. And at the end of it, we were like, we need to get this in more people's hands. And the book was ready. Right. Yeah. And the, the gathering was, we didn't want to do just a normal marriage retreat. There's tons of good ones out there. Mm-hmm. We wanted to do something different. Our heart with the gathering was, how can we get uh, marriages to 
take a step of faith mm-hmm. and allow God to use their marriage relationship right. for big things for his kingdom. And so it was all around this idea of like, how can we be used by God? What's God brought us together for? It's not just for happily ever after. It's for eternity. Mm-hmm. It's for eternity after. Not that we're going to be married in heaven, but um, to, for his purposes, mm-hmm. for his will yeah. to build his kingdom, that our relationship is meant for that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so cool. I mean, so many people are sh- short-sighted about their marriage sometimes, and they put all this energy into other relationships, maybe teams out there in the workplace, mm-hmm. and they forget sometimes that the marriage is the most important and powerful team yeah. mm-hmm. to impact the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even on a small scale, I can see how that vision gets disrupted even when you're raising kids because your focus is like, you know, all, especially when they're little, you're like always focused on the kids, but it's so important not to lose sight of what the marriage means, mm-hmm. the gift that it is, the resource that it is for God to be able to build his kingdom. And so we, this is a message we've been walking out in our own marriage and we just want to encourage other couples to do, do it. Well, you've written a lot of books. How many is it now? <laughs> So I always get the number wrong. I think this is number 12. Wow. Yeah. I think, I mean, we have some Spanish translations, but that doesn't technically count. (laughs) Uh, Although that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. But why this book right now? I'll I'll say this. We live in a culture that is so anti-marriage right now. Anti-children, anti-family. It's true. Anti-God. Anti-God. It's just, it's like everything that was good and beautiful about the home is just being ripped to shreds right now in every Mm -hmm. aspect of society. And there are believers out there that are looking at their own marriage and wondering like, well, where do we fit into all this? Mm -hmm. And you know what? God is, God's building his kingdom currently. Yeah. It tells us the Bible tells us that Jesus is building his church and that the gates of hell will not stand against it Mm -hmm. or prevail against it. We want to put a fire in these, the hearts of these Christians and say, no, like you've been brought together for a, a mm-hmm. for a mission. Like right. there's a, there's a ministry that God has built just for you. Uh, as the Bible tells us, there's good works that He's prepared for you to do since before the foundations of the world. Mm-hmm. Like He has things for us to walk in, and the enemy knows that, and yeah. so He's distracting us with disunity. He's distracting us with sin. Right. He's distracting us with, uh, you know, the 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 pleasures of this world, trying to get our minds and eyes off of each other mm-hmm. and off what God's doing. And we want to say no. Like there's actually, like you said, this is the most powerful relationship that God's given us this gift of mm-hmm. marriage and being able to walk with another person for one purpose in one direction with one mind mm-hmm. is just a, first of all, a small picture of the church in Christ. Totally. Which is what we talk about in the book is like, Hey, your marriage is not just for you two. It's a symbol to the world mm-hmm. of the gospel. And if all of us in the church just recognize that man, there'd be divorces would stop. Mm-hmm. Um, but not just for the sake of stopping divorces, but for the sake of what that marriage could do if they turn their hearts towards him. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's awesome. You know, it's interesting because in our culture today, one of the biggest distractions that I see is this self-independence, autonomous, mm-hmm. driven culture, right? Mm-hmm. Where everyone is like looking movement. for what is what is my purpose? What is my, what is the vision for my yeah. life? And, and even the if they're married, yeah. and even if they're married, it's like, okay, your turn, tag team, you go seek your dream. Okay, now it's your turn. You go do your dream, yeah. you know? And that's like at, in the best of situations. Usually people are just independent, yeah. even though they're married and they're, they're yoked to one another. Like mm-hmm. you said, they're one. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the things I've appreciated about your book is that you bring it back to actually you're not your own anymore. Mm. You are one mm-hmm. yeah. with your spouse. Now, you mentioned the enemy. I think that's important to mention. There is a spiritual battle at hand, and mm-hmm. the enemy hates marriage, right? And so, what uh, if somebody's listening in, they're like, I don't know if my marriage could ever look like that. Mm-hmm. What would be the encouragement for them? 
Um, I would say, firstly, that your marriage doesn't have to look like ours. There's a whole chapter in the book that says your marriage is unique. Uh, God has blessed you guys with um, specific giftings and talents and resources Mm -hmm. that he wants you to use in your your own marriage. So Mm -hmm. the comparison thing should probably stop. Um, (laughs) But... Probably. Um, no, right. they should. Yeah. <laughs> well, I say probably because we were talking yes. about comparison with another friend and she brought up a really cool point that um, she compares her marriage to marriages she is inspired by so that she has something to look forward to and um, be inspired by. Mm-hmm. And so that was a cool little twist to comparison yeah. that I thought was interesting. The only thing I would I would say on the comparison side, I think it's good to look up to examples mm-hmm. uh, is to be realistic. Yeah. Mm. Like we can't. Yeah. Uh, and we talk about this in the book. We don't want to covet other people's spiritual giftings. Mm-hmm. Coveting is mm-hmm. a sin. Right. And if I say, oh, or other people's ministry, like, right. oh, I'm not, I, I'm not in ministry because I can't do what that pastor is doing, or mm-hmm. what that missionary is doing, or what that you know marriage Authors ministry online doing. is, yeah. or that author. Yeah, right. So I don't have that gifting, so I'm not going to do anything, or, mm-hmm. <clears throat> or I want what they're doing, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to pursue it, even though it's not what God wants you to do. Mm-hmm. Right. God's given us. Um, you just like the parable of the talents in Matthew 25, yeah. he's given specific talents to specific people according yeah. to their ability, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. not according to someone else's ability. And he's not going to go to the one he gave the 10 and say, oh, I gave you 10, so I expect more of you. No, he's, he's expects what he expects of that mm-hmm. person as his ability. And he just wants us to be faithful with what, what we, we have. What we have, yeah. And so the marriage that's saying, I don't know how to get there. Well, mm-hmm. are you being faithful with what you currently have? Mm-hmm. Your spouse, mm-hmm. your relationship, your vows, mm-hmm. your children, mm-hmm. your home, whatever it is you have right now, mm-hmm. your job. Yeah. Are you faithful mm-hmm. in, in those things in a godly way? And that's the other thing. In your book, you have a lot of examples of other couples that are all doing this vision this, totally this mission ways. of mm. faithfulness in totally different ways yeah. including you guys i was so thrilled to be able <laughs> yeah. to share part of your story there oh so thank you thank you guys no, for doing that. it's great well it's been great to be part of mm-hmm. your lives and mm-hmm. uh love this book and love what it's doing mm-hmm. um community is an interesting topic today mm-hmm. so many people crave it yet have so little of it mm-hmm. and how does that pl- how has that played into your marriage and what do you have to say to people listening Well, one thing I'd like to say is, you know, you brought up walking autonomously doesn't work. And you said, you know, Mm -hmm. the culture says, go do your own thing. Um, But in a marriage, you you need each other and you need to be able to work together as a team. And that's been a really strong theme in our marriage. And he's a really, Aaron's a really good reminder to me on that aspect. Um, But as much as we can't um, walk autonomously in this marriage, we can't do it without community. Mm -hmm. We we have to have community. Yeah, I just want to point out to to your viewers and listeners one cool tip, and it, it helps diffuse fights really fast, mm. is vocally saying we're on the same team. Yeah, yeah. because a fight it's you're good. against each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so I, we've done this before. We're both just elevating our attitudes and anger, and and one of us just says we're on the same team, <laughs> <laughs> and it immediately changes the tone of like, since we're on the same team, I have one of us, some of us, both of us have to just dial it down because right, right now we're being against each other. Yeah, yeah. and. He, what he's saying isn't because he's against me. It's because he's, mm-hmm. you know, what she's saying is mm-hmm. not against me. And it, so the team yeah. manship mentality totally. Can oh, it's a huge deal. I mean, Isaac argument. doesn't say the exact same thing, but he has said at times, I'm not the enemy. Yeah. And then we look at each other and go, lot, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. And there is an enemy, which is why we're fighting. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. We need to really keep that in perspective, yeah. but also just taking that moment and being willing to go, is it really worth it to be pushing that I'm right, for example? Yeah, right and like, oh, th- this isn't eternal. Like, mm-hmm. to, yeah. to change your perspective, take a deep breath, step back for a minute and go, 
I'm sorry. And it's funny. That's I don't good. know if you've ever gotten in an argument with each other where you, you do say you're sorry and then you go, oh, I actually feel better. Like that mm-hmm. burden yeah. is gone. Yeah. And, and when you have that feeling, like I remember at first when we were married, I didn't do that very well. And then I got better and better and better at it to where it's like, what's the point of pride anyway? <laughs> Why don't somebody Why have to be right? Back? Yeah. Being right is actually wrong in this instance, right? Yeah. yeah. Because we're fighting. And there are sometimes when you're both right. Yeah. And there are sometimes when you're both wrong. And to just go, <laughs> well, if we're, we're fighting, human. usually yeah. we're both wrong because we're both being prideful. Exactly. Totally. You can't exactly fight with right. person. Yeah. yeah. That's true. That's <laughs> true. You're like, okay. Like, yeah. Why aren't you fighting me? You're making me so mad because you're not fighting. So <laughs> you're being right. Right. aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I feel like people are getting a glimpse yeah. into going back to your question. Community is so important. And we yes. have built a friendship with you guys over time. Mm-hmm. But um, having, you know, relationships where we can go to people and, and share what's mm-hmm. on our hearts or or talk about our marriage. It, it, that has been a huge thing that God has used in our life to, um, to just build up our marriage. And I want to highlight something. Without community we would not be here today mm-hmm. it was community and it was other christians and you, you mentioned us being transparent in the beginning yeah. it was other christians couples being open and ha- shining light on their own struggles kind of being an example and of being how to honest do that. and saying hey we're going through this stuff and we need prayer or mm-hmm. you know this is how we walked through something that we went through in our marriage and that was what mm-hmm. started transforming the way yeah. we saw ourselves and and we mentioned this in the book uh walking autonomously isn't just uh rebellious it's disobedient. Mm-hmm. It's it, we're walking opposite of God's ways right. when we walk out of fellowship. And God's mm-hmm. ways is one body, one, one. body, yes. a single unit, one body. Again, we're just a part of it. A, You're yeah. just a part of it. Our just marriage a it. is a representation mm-hmm. of the unity of the body of Christ, right? right. And the whole body. Yeah. And so community is not just a good thing to have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a necessity. <laughs> it's, required. it's required. And sometimes people are like, well, how do I cultivate that community? And <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> the, what we sometimes have to realize is we have a responsibility in this. Mm-hmm. The question is, are we being proactive mm-hmm. at nurturing relationships with other godly people? Mm-hmm. And how is that done? So on a practical level, hospitality, mm-hmm. letting people, people into yeah. your life, right? Yeah. That's a house. huge yeah. thing. <laughs> well, I mean, when we first met you guys, you just had Elliot. And so yeah. I don't know how many times a week we saw you guys and you were coming over for dinner and you were just part of You didn't our mind life. that there was nine of us coming no over? Way. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. We recently got invited over you know, to a house where it's a young married. They have a one bedroom apartment and we just loved it. The whole it. family, the whole went family over was there. And, and it was just such a testimony to yeah. it doesn't matter what your place looks like. Mm-hmm. What matters is building relationships yep, yep. in that place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and when you're together opening up and sharing, you know, you have to be willing to actually share. And saying, Hey, we're actually we would love some prayer, we'd love some encouragement, we'd right. love some advice. Totally. Even, and we're willing to receive it. Because mm-hmm. that's another thing. I, when I think about community, there's the, the Bible gives so much wisdom on how to mm-hmm. walk with people. Yeah. Pretty much the majority of the Bible is how to be with other people. Yeah. Right. And I think of the scripture, I, I think it's in Proverbs or maybe it's Ecclesiastes, and it says, if you want to have friends, you must be friendly. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's an interesting oh, that's concept. Interesting. So if you want deeper friendships, you have, you have to, to be, be willing to be deeper. <laughs> yeah, if you want, yes. If you and have I, would this say desire, I would say be willing to be the initiator because chances are yeah. you, it will it will come yeah. to you. Yeah. Well, we have the, the scripture, the, the golden rule, do unto others as you'd mm-hmm. have do, you, them do unto you. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if I would want someone to invite me over and someone to love on me and someone to give gifts to me and someone to treat me well and someone mm-hmm. to invite me in, that's how I act. 
Mm-hmm. So whether I'm receiving that, I walk that mm-hmm. way. And, and it's I- the same day, same way with even conflict, right? Mm-hmm. Like if you see a brother or sister in sin, I mean, I remember one of our first in- encounters that we had where we were talking just about our friendship and the purpose of our friendship. And you said something to me, Jen, that I hadn't heard from another young woman ever, actually. Mm-hmm. Do you I remember? Can't wait to I, I know what? you're making me nervous. No, what is you this? said if you ever see me in sin, will you please tell me? Oh, and then good. immediately I went, oh, she just said the magic words mm-hmm. like that is the depth that I was craving mm-hmm. after having just moved mm-hmm. away from friends that I had that with, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, and ditto, like yeah. totally. If yeah. you see something to me, just because I'm older doesn't mean that I don't struggle with things and yeah. and if you're in my life then i need you to mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. because sometimes he'll point things out to me mm-hmm. and vice versa and i'll hear it mm-hmm. but when someone else notices it too you know he like I, it, the bible says that we shouldn't be nagging like a dripping faucet mm-hmm. right yeah. and it's and powerful to have other it people is. Sharing. Yeah, totally. and so if the same person's just constantly pointing something out to you yes you have to work you need to work on that but it's even more powerful when you have other people who love you and yeah. are willing to love you that much yeah. yeah so on another topic what would you say to the couple that they're married maybe their relationship's okay mm-hmm. but they're not following after god mm-hmm. they haven't put mm-hmm. god at the center of their marriage Mm-hmm. What would you say to them or some practical things to do? I, so mm-hmm. often there's a couple of things that hinder us from feeling close to God. So the reality is God is close. Always. He's always close. That's what the Bible teaches us. Yes. So there's the person that's distant isn't God. It's us. Mm-hmm. And often what keeps us distant from God is not pursuing him. So we're not, it says, um, knock on the door will be open, seek and you will find, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, God says, uh, you know, seek my face and you will find my face. Like you, I will be there. And so either we're not doing that. So we're just avoiding, avoiding it. it. Right. And then the other thing that is, <clears throat> excuse me, is common is sin. Mm-hmm. There's something in us. It's pride or it's a, a some sort of secret sin that you're doing that no one knows about and and you haven't repented of it. Mm-hmm. And that shame keeps us far, feel, makes us feel far from God. Mm-hmm. And the spirit, the shame we're feeling is the spirit saying, you need to repent and return totally. into relationship with me because yeah. I want to walk with you. And so a couple of things, and this always comes up, I'm like, you need to repent and you need to chase after God. It mm-hmm. just takes turning. That's what repentance is, is turning. Mm-hmm. So right now you're mm-hmm. you're faced away from God. You need to turn and be like, oh, he's right there, mm-hmm. and then start walking in that direction. It's just it has to happen. There's it's right. a, it is a process, but it's also an immediate event that can happen. Mm-hmm. So for, for the husband who hasn't been leading his family spiritually, I just had a conversation with one, and I said, start today. Like it's not it's like, not a magic. There's no magic back. pill. Yeah, go yeah. home and open your Bible. Yeah. Like it's right there sitting, like pull it out and put it on the, the counter. Those words leading spiritually though, sometimes sound so daunting, mm-hmm. right? If somebody yeah. hasn't been doing it. And so you, I love the simplification you're talking about, which is just open the Bible. Mm-hmm. And is the Bible daunting? Well, go to Proverbs, wisdom, yeah. short sound bites, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and the, the trick that the, one of the tricks that the, the devil plays is like, oh, you can't understand. You can't know. You don't have the ability. You haven't been trained or you, 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 you've done this in your past and therefore yeah. you, can't, and that's on both sides as a husband trying to be a spiritual leader, as a wife trying to be a, a submissive wife or and a leader mm-hmm. in, the, in their fellowship and uh, amongst uh, younger women. Mm-hmm. He keeps us from ministering because he, we think we're not qualified. Mm-hmm. And the whole reason we wrote this book is because if we have the Holy Spirit in us, if we've said yes to Christ, we're qualified to do what he's called us to do. And we all need to work together, right? Because yeah. it's about the Great Commission and yeah. there's 
there's a seat for everybody on the team, mm-hmm. right? And we're, there's a need. Yep. And, the, the, and over and over and over again, the Bible says that every part is necessary, that not yeah. one part can say to the other, you're not necessary. Yeah. Right. And so our whole point in this book is you're necessary. Yeah. You, you can't mm-hmm. sit back and think someone else is going to take your spot. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to finish up in just a second, but I want to just share a quick note about the free Courageous Parenting Workshop. It's so funny. We're actually getting really good reviews on the workshop. Yeah, on the free workshop. It's <laughs> so, a half an hour. <laughs> so people are setting them in it's and awesome. it's having big impact. And yes. so we're so encouraged by that. I'm glad it's a valuable free resource. You can get that at CourageousParenting.com. Also the show notes, scriptures, and video uh, of this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition, we have the Parenting Mentor Program. The free workshop shows a little glimpse into that if you want to see behind the scenes in the dashboard. But the Parenting Mentor Program is a six-week self-paced uh, incredible program that's transforming parenting, biblical parenting program. Mm-hmm. So let's hear from a couple that has gone through it. Hello, we're Sammy and Natalia Cosa from Orange County, California. And we've been married for almost 10 years and we have three beautiful children, Sayla, who's seven, Audrey, who's five, and Valor, who's one and a half. And we are so beyond thankful for the mentorship we received from Isaac and Angie Tolpin. Yeah, Isaac and Angie, you guys came into our life at just the most perfect time. We were actually um, experiencing a confusing time in our parenting journey. And in just a few short months under your guidance, under the parenting mentorship program, and under your godly examples, we now have a game plan to how we want to raise our children. We have so many answers to the questions that have been in our mind and on on our hearts. And we are so thankful for the both of you because now we know how we can thrive on our parenting journey. Absolutely. We want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for teaching us the model of godly parenting and how we should be so encouraged to be raising our kids in this day and age we used to fear fear the future um, and now we are so excited about their future know that this is the greatest time in history to be alive and we know that the best days are still ahead and we're no longer fearing dark days ahead but we're so excited to raise lights uh, to be leaders uh, for the next generation. Yeah, and just a couple things that you guys have taught us in the six-week parenting program is that a kingdom-focused legacy is the most important because that's actually why we are here on earth. It's not about our legacy, but it's about God's legacy. And you also taught us that it's hard to do the mundane unless you see the bigger picture and see the grander purpose. And now we have a bigger picture and a grander purpose in raising our children, and we are so beyond thankful for the both of you. That's encouraging. Yeah, I love hearing the testimonies. It's so cool. It's so cool. So you guys talk about taking inventory of your toolbox in your marriage. So what would that look like on a practical level if a couple had been married for three or four years and they're kind of starting to create those rivets or those divots, right? Mm -hmm. Where there's this normalcy setting in, but they want change. They want more purposefulness in their marriage. What would that look like? Well, so we, we talk about in the book, because we were talking about how does someone get, you know, moving and like, wh- what if they're here and they want to be there? Mm-hmm. Uh, and also talking about how every person has been given gifts totally. and been endowed with uh, talents from mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. to be used and stewarded well. And we, we in the um, book, we call it the tool belt. And we say it's the, it's the things that God's given you. And mm-hmm. we illustrate what each of them are, all of the different areas. And now there's probably way more, but we illustrate the biggest um, um, tool mm-hmm. belt areas. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For you to look at as a couple and say, hey, these are the things that God's given us. And now you, and once you see them, once you see mm-hmm. the tools, you're like, this is what God, we can build with it, mm-hmm. right? Because you know what yeah. you have to work with. And uh, one of them is your story. Mm-hmm. Your experiences. Your experiences. Mm-hmm. Because everyone has a story. Everyone has a past. Mm-hmm. It might be filled with hurt. 
Mm. It might be filled with pain and suffering. It might be filled with uh, blessing. And you just were raised in a totally blessed family, never had any major issues. You were given access to things that most people weren't. That's also a part of your story mm-hmm. and experience. Mm-hmm. And God, it doesn't matter where you're at. Because we can often say like, well, I didn't, I wasn't raised that way, so I can't do that. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you were raised a certain way. You were, exper- you did experience certain so things. So what can you do? Yeah. You can, you, you can mm-hmm. use, and our ministry came out of our story. Yeah. Mm. We went through uh, struggles in the beginning of our marriage and we almost got divorced and and God redeemed that and healed us and started teaching us things. And this ministry started. It wasn't like we got married and we're like, let's start a marriage ministry. <laughs> no way. <laughs> we didn't think about that. It, it came out of our experience. Mm-hmm. And so many people we know have started chasing after God in unique ways mm-hmm. because of things that they've went through. Mm-hmm. That's right. so true. And I also think listening to God, right? You guys mm-hmm. were obedient to mm-hmm. God's call in your life. Yeah. Through one step at a time on a yeah. daily basis. That's yeah, it's, really a, it's cool. a, we call in the book. It's a bunch of little yeses yeah. saying yes to God. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. he he offers this, and you're like, yes, we will do that. <laughs> you know, he gives another opportunity. Yes, we will do that. And you, it just it shows how, you know, it's like getting in the boat. The disciples are told to go across. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had to get in the boat, and then they had to row. Mm-hmm. You know, they said, "Come follow me." Uh, what's going. another uh, tool in the tool belt that they can? So testimony, about? which is what what has God done in your life mm-hmm. and yeah. um, just the power and the, the impact of that story alone, mm. um, which is the whole motivation for why we use our tools anyways. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, another one is gifts and talents, which you already mentioned. And um, another one is resources. So it's kind of like, yeah. you know, someone who kind of ha- has a, a camera and they're asking God, what do you want me to do with my, my yeah. gifts and my talents? And he's like, well, you're a photographer. Go use it to bless a family, you know, and take fo- who, family who photos for them. Or we, Yeah, we know many people that have started ministries and done right. powerful things just through photo. That's just one example, but mm. people I'll, I'll have all kinds about, of resources. About resources. Um, a simple one for those listening. <clears throat> you might have a lawnmower, right? Mm-hmm. And you might have a neighbor that doesn't have a lawnmower. Or you or have a neighbor that's, that's old. Yeah. And you go over and you and you say, God, I'm going to use my lawnmower today to go mow my neighbor's lawn. And you go mow their lawn and the neighbor comes out and says, thank you. Can I pay you? Absolutely not. But would you come over for dinner? We don't think about mm. the things we have as tools in the hand of a mighty God. Mm-hmm. Mm. But we have things, mm. everything. We think, oh, I don't have enough money to go do something for God. Or I don't have a big enough home to go do. You just said someone had a one bedroom apartment and invited a family of nine over. Yeah. <laughs> you have something. Yeah, You do. And if we don't use it, that's called being a bad steward. Mm-hmm. That's called not investing it at all. And we don't want to be the the servant that was given the one talent and buried, buried it. it yeah. mm-hmm. Because they in this in the story of the the parable of the talents, it's three servants came to their master mm-hmm. and were given mm-hmm. a specific amount of talents each. All of them were servants. It wasn't like there was two servants and then a, a heathen, someone who wasn't a part right. of the No, they were all servants. These are all mm-hmm. people that claim to be under that master. Mm-hmm. So we're all servants of Christ. He's given all of us things, and are we using them? And that parable is actually the parable that motivated me to start Courageous Mom That's okay. years oh. ago, because I was convicted that I wasn't using my talents, mm-hmm. because I was overloaded as a mom, and I didn't want to mm-hmm. sacrifice family for ministry, but I didn't want to be making an idol out of family, so mm-hmm. I had to find a way to make it work, and online ministry was the key for me. That's but, so awesome. But yeah, it was all about stewardship. And being so, obedient. so we have another question, but beforehand, why don't you tell people where what's going on, how they can be part of the movement? Because what I love about the book, it's not just a book. Yeah. This is yeah. an important movement to impact our world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're trying to activate just marriages all over the world that love God, 
and they can realize like they, they're ne- necessary, they're needed, mm-hmm. and that God's trying, he's building his kingdom, and he's inviting us to be a part of that. Yeah. But how can they be part of the movement? Of course, getting the book, but like, how can they be so, more part of it? So, if they want to learn more about the book, they need to go to marriageaftergod.com. Super simple, it's the name of the book. Yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the, after getting the book, of course, our heart, is, it, we actually talk about this, we, our, our heart is that they might pray and, and consider inviting other couples into their home to go through the book with them. Maybe do mm-hmm. a, a It might be a start of something. We might be, see like churches just pop up all over yeah. the country because <laughs> marriages are like, hey, let's have some couples over and go through the book together, which is going to drive them into yeah. the Bible because the book over and over and over again, it's like, just goes back to the oh, word yeah. of God. And that, cause we don't want the book to be this standalone thing. We want people in the word. No, I was reading it. And there was one point where I had to pull my Bible out to go read about Nebuchadnezzar. You know, I'm so glad that you brought up that it's a movement. Cause that's our hearts for this yeah. book is that it's not just a book, that it is a movement and that it's an exciting one, that it's something fun for couples mm-hmm. to be kind of inspired by or rejuvenated by to go, Hey, let's have this conversation. Yeah. Let's sit down and really discuss what God's given us and how we can use it for his glory. And we pray that that excitement is like a ripple effect. You know, yeah. just impacting and other the, marriages. So cool. And the question we hope that every couple, even all your your listeners and viewers, ask themselves through this book is, God, why did you bring us together? Because yeah. mm. it's not just for Such us. Such a good yeah. question. Why did you yeah. bring us together? What What do you have mm-hmm. for us? What have you prepared for us to do? And, and our hope is by the end of the book, mm-hmm. they have a clear picture and they start chasing it. Yeah. Well, what's really cool is this isn't anything uh, less than trying to impact the world through one marriage at a time. Yeah. And and it's such a cool thing. And what you guys need to know, everybody listening, is that they live this. We've <laughs> walked you. with them. They live it. They're transparent. Mm-hmm. They're not perfect. And they're honest about that. And God has used that lack of perfection, but pursuing godliness mm-hmm. to yeah. have a rippling effect across our country and across the world already. And I think this is the beginning of a new level of impact, uh, which we're really Mm -hmm. encouraged by. It's an incredible book. These are incredible people. And the final question is about accountability, right, honey? Yeah. So we thought since the one thing that can separate you from God, or you you talked about two, not pursuing him and sin. Yeah. There's a need for accountability mm-hmm. in marriage. Mm-hmm. So how do you guys hold each other accountable? And in that moment when you're receiving accountability, what is your attitude and thought process towards receiving it? So I would say the first thing that comes to my mind, what you've said is transparency. Aaron mm-hmm. and I have practiced, like you said, we're not perfect at this, but we've practiced over the years how to be transparent in our marriage with one another. So it's mm-hmm. being willing to uh, communicate and share with one another all of our heart, not mm-hmm. just bits and pieces, um, even the painful parts, even the shameful parts, even the embarrassing parts so that mm-hmm. they know, so that he knows yeah. who yeah. I am and I know who he is. When we're feeling weak, because mm-hmm. those those times come up, I'm like, I, I just feel weak and I need yeah. to be reminded and I need to be watched mm-hmm. and comforted and loved on. And, mm-hmm. um, and then the other thing um, is to have teachable hearts, mm-hmm. uh, hearts that do receive so mm-hmm. that if there is a correction or, or if he sees something in me that, you know, isn't walking the way that God has called us to walk, that I'm able to to hear that and to move forward uh, in repentance, but also in in the way that I should. And we mm-hmm. do that for each other. Yeah. So humility mm-hmm. and teachability. Like mm-hmm. we, we need to be humble, which usually we're, when we're not, that's when the conflict comes up. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. And and willing to hear and, mm-hmm. and learn and, and know that we're not, we need to grow, mm-hmm. you know, that's what we do for each other. And then also we just, we talked about community earlier, having other Christian married couples that mm-hmm. also speak into our lives mm-hmm. and that also know us. And I, I wanted to mention this earlier is 
you talked about how Jennifer said, if I, if you see sin in me, I want yeah. you to tell me. Um, the important factor in that is you have to be able to see yeah. the person. Yeah. Like totally. if you're not around, yeah. if you're not spending time mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. people you walk with, if mm-hmm. you see them once a month. Mm-hmm. Um, now there might be seasons that you see people less, but right. if your intention is that you, there's a regular relationship uh, off, like not just Sunday mornings, no, you know, but yes. there's, there's a regular relationship you can see. Mm-hmm. And so being visible to each other, mm-hmm. being visible with, with others, mm-hmm. and uh, all for the purpose of walking in righteousness, mm-hmm. pursuing God's kingdom, growth. and growth, mm-hmm. That's growth. So maturity. Cool. Well, That's cool. this is this is such an important um, topic. This topic of accountability and having humility and teachability, because as mm-hmm. a married couple, we're modeling this for our kids. Oh, totally right. Yeah. And so I just am thinking to myself, Absolutely. like how we talk about this over and over again in the Courageous Parenting program, how we model for our kids what we want them to do. So mm-hmm. if we want them to be obedient to us, we need to ask ourselves the question, am I being obedient to God? Yep. If siblings are fighting, maybe it's because they're watching parents mm-hmm. fighting. <laughs> right? Because they do yeah. oftentimes mimic yeah. us. They learn from us for sure. I mean, there's human nature too, yeah. but... But how they deal with the conflict. Exactly. From us, how mm-hmm. they... So if they see mom and dad being humble, having a teachable heart, it's much easier to teach them to do that and train them to do that since like what 70, 80% of what they learn is modeled to them. And we don't want them in their teenage years to go, my parents are a hypocrite without saying the words. We don't want them to think that. Mm -hmm. And if they grow up with us telling them one thing, but we're doing another, Mm -hmm. that grows in their hearts. Right. And that can be devastating for the relationship when it really matters before they launch into the world. And we really want them to be prepared so they can have strong marriages too, right? But a huge part of that comes down to being willing to be teachable and humble always. It's not like you get to 40 years of marriage or 60 years of marriage and you're like, yeah, I've got it all down. (laughs) You know, some some people are like, (laughs) we are so happy that you're Mm -hmm. our first guest interview. This is so much fun. This is a huge honor. So thank you guys so much for having us. us. Yeah. And everybody go to marriageaftergod.com and check out the movement and sign up for it. Yeah, that's yeah, right. So lastly, I just want to ask one last question. If people want to find you on social media, where can they find you? So you can find us at Marriage After God, mm-hmm. um, especially on Instagram. Um, I'm at Unveiled Wife. And I'm at Husband Revolution. And those are our, our handles on Instagram, Facebook. Perfect. Well, that sounds great. All right. Thanks for joining us. See thanks you next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode. We wanted to quickly tell you about our six-week online parenting mentor program. Isaac and I created a powerful biblical curriculum. Here's how it works. Each week, Isaac and I release a video with a downloadable parenting packet to make it easy for you and your spouse to incorporate those teachings directly into your parenting. It's an incredible program where we cover everything from obedience, training, to overcoming mistakes most Christians are making. But more than that, it's an incredible community. You'll have access to our private online group, live webcasts, and the Courageous Parenting text message line where Angie and I can send you weekly encouragements straight to your phone. If you're interested in joining our next online parenting mentorship program, secure your spot now at CourageousParenting.com. That's CourageousParenting.com.